find me Don't be scared of yourself Don't be scared of me Don't be scared of yourself Hi, I'm Dawn. And I'm Ashley. We would like to welcome you to the Work It, You Are Worth It podcast. Where a couple of friends sit around and discuss healing, growth, and healthy relationships. Hey, Ashley. Hey, Dawn. How are you? I am good. How are you? I'm very good tonight. It's been a great day today. It has. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, yeah, last day off before getting back to normal life for most people. Kids are back to school. Yep. I know I got to go back to work. Yep, I have, um, I'm off tomorrow. Um, tomorrow's my birthday, so I'm off. Ooh, happy early birthday. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so I'm off tomorrow, and then I'm back to work on Wednesday and working remotely for the next couple of days. And um, like like I said earlier, we're talking, I'm you know, I love spending time with my son. I love, you know, I have both my boys here getting, I mean, literally we're together 24-7 almost, <laughs> um, which I it's, it's such a blessing. It really is. But at the same time, I think Colin and I are both ready to go home and get to back to our kind of like normal, normal life. So, yeah, so I think Colin and I will both be ready to go home um, and just kind of get back into a routine. But it's, you know, it's kind of bittersweet, too, because Dylan will be home in May for just a couple of days um, for Colin's graduation. And, you know, I've been thinking, and Colin needs to get a job, and so that's, you know, he'll be graduating, so he needs to get a job this summer. And I wanted to come for a few weeks in this, this coming summer and take a trip, which hopefully we'll still be able to do, but I don't know yet. I don't know how that's going to work. It's just... Dylan's busy, Colin's going to be busy, and vacations might look a little different, or, you know, this this being together might look a little different, so, but anyways, um, so, something happened, not, nothing, not something happened, but Dylan said something to me the other day, and I, I, I appreciate that he did it, um, so, you know, you, you're aware that he's going through his own journey, and he's, you know, started out, um, started in, um, you know, working the steps with a dear friend of ours and meaning a dear friend of your, you have yeah, yours and mine, not right. Um, <laughs> right. Not Dylan's dear friend. Right. You're my dear friend. And so he's in his journey and he's, you know, getting some clarity and stuff like that. But he, he's always been very much mom. I want mom. I want mom. I want mom. You should buy me this type thing and so Christmas is gone and I'm just gonna call it like it is I you know I still carry very much mom guilt with him and he's been hurting so you know we had a great Christmas and I you know we talked about that last last um, podcast but he's like mom we should get a we should get um we should split the cost of a cat tree I'm like why do we why would I want to split the cost of a cat tree well, because you said you were going to get me one for Christmas, and you didn't, and da-da-da. I mean, it was no big deal. It wasn't like a, this major, like, you know, guilt trip thing. And he's like, he looks at Colin, and he says, Colin, Mom can't tell me no. She's never been able to tell me no. Wow. And then he says to me, he's like, Mom, you know you can tell me no. I'll be okay. 
So did you tell him no? No, we ended up going. Like, we went, I, we didn't do it right away. And then I found a really good deal on I did do that. Because I'm still processing this whole no thing. So is Dylan correct that you can't tell him no? He is. And I. that's what I'm kind of trying to work through in my head, you know, because I know exactly why I can't tell him no. Because I'm constantly make. I feel like I'm constantly making up for the past 28 years. Um, you know, I think I've talked told you that my ex-husband treated Dylan like crap. He was very emotion, emotionally uh, abusive to Dylan, mentally abusive to him, called him names, was very hard on him. I brought him, I mean, I did it on purpose. We, you know, we moved 1,200 miles away from everything, which that part I don't feel guilty about. It was one of, the, I think, still think one of the best things that we ever did. But I do feel like I'm constantly make, kind of, I'm just going to say what it is, say it as it is. I am so codependent on that kid and he's codependent on me. Well, so I have a question for you because you said you feel so guilty about the past 28 years of his life. Didn't you also tell me that he's getting a PhD? Yes, he is. Didn't you tell me that you are so beyond proud of him because he's emotionally looking at himself and taking care of himself and he's growing mentally and emotionally and physically he's taking really good care of himself aren't you like really really proud of the man that he is yes isn't he a really really great human being yes well so you must have done a really great job that right yes and i know that i could i know that i did a really good job i my he is he's an amazing kid there is He's an amazing adult. Yeah, and I think that's what it is. I still look at him as this little kid, but I think part of it is because he still very much acts like a little kid when Colin is around him, when I'm around him. And I know that's partly because we're safe, but that doesn't mean he's not a man. Is that partly because you still treat him like a little kid? Ooh, that's good. (laughs) I mean, right, if it wasn't safe to be a little kid around you, he wouldn't act like a little kid around you. So in which case is him acting like a little kid when it's safe to act like a little kid even a bad thing? No. As long as he's, I mean, I'm not really sure what you feel guilty about, Don. I mean, sure, we all made mistakes. Sure, you had situations in your life that were awful, but you told me you, you've told me in the past you you did the absolute best you could with what you had. Oh, 100%. I know that. I I know that as soon as you learned better, you you did better and. Hell, you're the one that taught yourself. You're the one that found your your recovery. You're the one that put the work in, so you clearly did better. Um, and you raised a hell of a human being. So I'm, I'm not really sure where your guilt comes from. I don't, you know, I, I don't know. Like, I can't tell you. I guess maybe because I feel like I... I feel like in a way I failed him because like I didn't protect him. 
I stayed in a relationship and a marriage that I should have never honestly went into, but I'm not won't change that part of it because I have Colin. But well, what happens when we protect people from the pain that they need to grow? Then they can't grow. So you feel guilty that you didn't protect him from learning the lessons in his life he needed to become the man that he is today. And and let me be clear that I can only say this to you in this manner because I have been with Nick for 16 years. Destiny is 20 and Jeb will be 18 in March. When Destiny was about six, I believe, she asked Nick if she could call him dad. He told her no. He told her that she has a father um, and that he is not it. Her father and Jebba's father has been non-existent in their lives since Destiny was um, four. So at this point, he was already well gone. Nick also treated Cameron, our youngest daughter, our daughter, very, very differently than he ever treated Jeb and Destiny. If Jeb cried, he was a sissy. Boys don't do that. You need to man up. You need to be the man in the house, blah, blah, blah. Um, You know, there there were a lot of, so basically everything you described, um, Destiny and Jebba went through with Nick. And I've talked to you about this stuff. Yes. I've brought this stuff to you. I've, I've, and everything I'm saying to you, you said to me, it's so easy to say this to someone else, but it's impossible, not impossible. It's, it's, it's not impossible because we can do it if we work really hard at it. Right. It's, it's very difficult to say this to ourselves. And I think that that's just what examining our thoughts is, right? You can't say no to him because you feel guilty. Well, but all we did today is examine that thought. Well, what do you feel guilty about? And really, there's nothing to feel guilty about. There's there's not. I mean, I did the best I could with what I knew at the time. I know more now. The one thing that I'm super proud of myself for right now is, again, he's on this journey that I started you know, years ago, he's just starting out and he's asking me questions. He asked me a question the other day. This was another, I think this is one of the best things that has happened for him and I in the last couple of months is our communication is so much better. Not carrying on a conversation, but I think the conversation is healthier on my side of the street. So we were, he was talking to his sponsor he, you know, the, the friend knows um, where I'm at in my recovery. And so there is, you know, he'll say, talk to your, you know, t- why don't you talk to your mom? Ask your mom what she would do. What? So he asked me the other day, um, because his girlfriend pretty much, he sent this very nice text. He asked me if he should. He said, his sponsor said he really shouldn't, but he was like, but talk to your mom and see what she says. And I, he asked me, he's like, mom, what should I do? And I was like, I can't tell you that. What I can tell you is this. You have to do what you need to do for your recovery. You have to do what you feel will work for you at this point in time. 
I said, I can't tell you what to do because I know what I did with the person that brought me to the program. And I said, you know, I, so I, it would not be fair for me to tell you what to do, but I would say, do what you feel you need to do for your own recovery. Do I think you should? I said, out of personal experience? No, but you have to do what's best for you. And in the past, I would have told him exactly what to do. <laughs> I would have been like, you know, da, 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 da. you know, I would have went all in. Uh-huh. And I didn't this time, right? And I'm noticing those situations where he's going to ask me, he'll ask me, would, does this make me codependent? And I have to be, I have to be honest. So I always say, you know, I'm going to tell you what I would tell my sponsees, which is hard because he's my kid and I want to... <laughs> Right. I want to I want to take that pain, which, you know, knowing that sadly we have, you know, in a lot of cases with a relationship, we have to. Yes, you reach out and you almost have to reach out sometimes to be hurt so badly that you can move on. And right. Um, and that's where I was. That's where I, I did that until it became to became a point where I just couldn't reach out anymore because it was not healthy for me. It wasn't safe for me anymore. And. So I know exactly what he's feeling and it's, you know, it's part, I'm, I'm that, I'm very proud of myself in this journey because I get to mother in a different way. And so I think that's where I'm, I'm trying to re, I'm like trying to find this new parenting place that is allowing me to, I hope, hopefully is going to allow me to, to let go of some of that guilt because I'm able to give back to him now in a in a completely different way, letting him live his life. And I mean, so I think giving back to him in a different way is an amazing thing. I think giving back to him is an amazing thing. At the same time, I don't necessarily think the two are connected, right? I don't think giving back to him is going to heal your guilt. I think the only thing that's going to heal your guilt. And I don't necessarily, again, I don't know that you actually have guilt (laughs) so much as the habit of thinking you have guilt. When I bite my nails, I'm biting my nails before I even realize. By the time I realize I'm biting my nail, I've done eight, three of my nails off. Right. Right. So by the time you even realize that you're mom guilting, you're already 20 minutes into the mom guilt. And now how do I back paddle or the conversation's already over and you're like, oh crap, that was mom guilt. But I don't think there's any actual guilt to be had. And because of that, I don't think that giving back to him will help you not feel guilty because I don't think that you feel guilty because you have to give back to him. Does that make any sense? (laughs) Sadly, it does. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, I mean, I think it's a, a, I think for me, right, I have a lot of mom guilt where my, especially my two oldest children, even Cameron, my youngest, where everything, every single one of them are concerned. I have a lot of mom guilt. And when I examine that mom guilt, typically there are things that were out of my control. There are things that 
either I didn't know any better or I didn't see it or I simply couldn't stop it or prevent it or help it. It's typically things that I feel guilty about are the things that were out of my control, like their father not being in their life. Right. Um, right. That, that, that's totally out of my control. So before I realize I'm, I'm 30 minutes into the conversation with them spending $500 taking them somewhere that I can't afford to go and don't really want to take them and don't necessarily think is best all because I feel guilty and I don't even realize that I'm doing it until after it's happened but then I'm like wait a minute do I return these tickets because I don't really want to do this that's not fair so then before I can do anything I'm so caught up in the guilt of it that it's just spun into this now I'm at this event where I don't really want to be, so I'm not in a great mood, but I feel guilty because I'm supposed to be here with my kid having a good time, and now my kid's crapping on me and mad because I'm already in a bad mood. and It's just this big spiral of things, and I didn't ever realize that I did it simply because of this guilt that isn't even mine. I didn't even earn. I, I, I put this guilt on myself over something that I had absolutely no control over. You know, that's, that's interesting you say that because when I don't feel the mom guilt till afterwards, like you said, like, and then I'm questioning, well, should I have done that? Should I have not done that? Exact, exactly what you said. I'm like, all of a sudden I'm like, I get in my head in a way, a way with it. It's I think like, the answer to that, and, and look, I'm not a professional, right? I've just lived this life. I've just yeah. done my work and I've just, I'm, I'm not a professional. But for me, I think the answer to that is to return those tickets and not go to that show because I really don't want to. And while yes, that is unfair because I've already said yes to the kids and I've already bought the tickets, I have to live with integrity within myself. And if it doesn't feel right to go to that show and it doesn't feel right to do that thing, then I need to return those tickets even though I've already said yes. Because the only way for me to stop biting my nails is to catch myself in the habit and stop myself. I think our kids would rather sit at home and play a game and actually have us happy and interact with us in a joyful, fun way than go to a concert they want to go to and every and we're miserable and making everybody else miserable. I believe that. I believe that they want us just, it's not about the things we do with them and I think it's just they want our time and they want us in a, and they want us to be joyful with them and, and happy and have a good time. Yeah, they want us present in the moment. Even my 17-year-old son, even my 20-year-old daughter, it's crazy. I got into a fight with her a couple of weeks ago and the other day we were hanging out and I started asking her about her car. She's got this car and supposedly there's nothing wrong with it, but it's parked in her friend's driveway, not on the road because... She works too much and has no time, and on her days off, she rests. And I started having this questioning her about this car. Why is this car not on the road? Is it really working, or is it broken? Is there something wrong? Are you lying? Right, I'm questioning her. And she looked at me, and she said, um, she said, Mom, this is my life, and I am an adult, and I'm going to do what I want to do when I want to do it. And if you want to hang out with me, I would love to hang out and spend time with you. But if you want to try to control my life, then I'm just going to leave. Wow. At first, I got really mad. At first, I was like, who the heck does she think she's like? And, and thankfully for my recovery, I was able to pause. Right. And I didn't say any of this. But 
my first thought was, who the hell does she think she's talking to? I'm her mother, right? You're not going to disrespect. But then my second thought was, holy shit, I am trying to control her. And oh my goodness, all she wants to do is hang out with me. And that's right. She is an adult. Yeah. So yeah, that's right. That's all they want is for us to just hang out in the moment and be present and have a good time. And that's what I've really tried to do the last couple of weeks or the last week here. It has been a wonderful week. There has been, it, honestly, I can, if, if I'm really honest about it, you know, my kids are, in, I love my kids, obviously. They're in an enjoyment. We have a great time together. People sitting and watching us would think, God, they're such, they're such butts to each other. But for us, it works, right? That's who we are. The sarcastic, you know, yes. pick and fun and joke and, right? It's not, there's no meanness about it. It's just... No who we are, and I wouldn't change that. And for the last month since um, Dylan was home at, um, at Thanksgiving, and I, you know, he's going through this heartbreak, and he's different, I'm different, he, he knows I'm relatable, I think is what, I think what maybe has changed it. I don't know that that would be a story, but I feel that it's been a very, there's been a shift in our relationship, and it has been, I'm just, enjoying what I get from them because it's not that I'm never going to have it. I mean, it's going to, you know, it's always going to be there if I want it to be there and I'm, and I'm, you know, I live in a healthy place. I know that they are to have what I have right now where I'm getting both my, my boys 100% to myself for 14 days. And I keep saying this. I said this last year with my son, uh, when we tra- we traveled together when his father passed away, and I said, you know, it's like, I, I won't have this probably again. And here I am, I get it again. And I have to stop that too, because all that, every time I say it, it's a story. Yeah. And how old are your boys, Don? 28, and the other one will be 18 in three months. And so you have, you have two grown boys, two adult boys, that were able to spend 14 days one-on-one with you, with no one other than the three of you. Do you have any idea <laughs> just how absolutely lucky you are? Especially one of them is 28 years old and has a girlfriend and still was able to spend 14 days one-on-one with you. Well, he doesn't have any girlfriend anymore, unfortunately. Or fortunately. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear that, Dylan. Yeah, they uh, officially... He sent her a beautiful text over the weekend, and she definitely kind of, it was very definitive text about, I will always, you know, look fondly on this time and always, you know, bring, be, you know, happy, but it was a very definitive text, so they are no longer together. Okay. Well, but, I mean, right, but, everything happens as it's supposed to. Exactly. But you're, you know, and you, when you said that, it, it really, it brought, my, brought tears to my eyes, because I am so fortunate. I'm, I mean, I'm so so blessed that we aren't ready to kill each other i mean mm-hmm. i you know we're in a one bedroom apartment i'm sleeping on a pull-out ikea couch so you know it ain't comfortable colin's sleeping on the floor and we're every day we're having a great time and we're laughing and we're doing and i am i'm, I'm so fortunate and i not everybody gets this and i i have to be grateful for it it is important to remember that it, it, it is very very important to remember that gratitude and 
there's she your mom guilt too you are such an amazing mother that your two grown boys are happy to spend 14 days one-on-one that is something to take note of they actually like you Dawn. they don't just love you they enjoy your company and they actually like how many 28 year olds i don't know how many 28 year olds are listening to this at home but i can say i i don't know that i know any 28 year olds that want to spend 14 days with their mother and their sibling let's talk about this mom guilt right there is one thing i can say that i know i did right two things i did right and they are sitting in the other room so let that mom guilt go speaking of mom guilt I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to switch it up a little bit if you're okay with that. Oh, 100. Because you know we love our our podcast hour. Um, I talked to my amazing mother okay. today. I I love her so much. Um, we have two very different views of families and what people who love each other are supposed to do for each other. So the scenario goes, my nephew's first birthday is coming up and my mother and father, uh, it's actually my stepfather, but I love him just as much as my father. He's my dad, my son is named after him. So um, Jasper's grandparents have not been in the same room. Jasper is my nephew, sorry. His grandparents have not been in the same room together in 20 years. Um, 20 years, they have not been in the same room, not for five minutes, not for an hour. Um, they saw each other when my sister graduated high school. Um, and she is now, I believe, 34 years old. And that was outside. They didn't interact and it was not fun. Anywho. So we were discussing my nephew's first birthday party and my mother asks if, um, my father's going to be there. And I very quickly explained to her that that's none of my business. Um, my sister is going to invite who she's going to invite and whoever comes comes and whoever doesn't doesn't. And that is between my sister and my nephew and that person. And my nephew's a year old, so he really isn't going to care. Who's there. <laughs> right. Um, so my mom, I, right, I very quickly said that is none of my business. That is that not a single thing mentioned is on my side of the street. It, it has nothing to do with me. It's Jasper's birthday, which is my sister's son, which is my my dad's grandson. That's between them. That's theirs. That's not mine. Um, and my mom very quickly says to me, well, I know you feel that way, but I strongly disagree. My family is my business and my family has to be on my side of the street. To which I said, I understand. If that's how you want to live, that's your choice. I don't choose to do that. So if you want to call Amber to talk about Jasper's party, you're welcome to. And she changed the subject. And that was cool. We kept talking. No big deal. However, it's very glaringly obvious to me that my mother is not able to let go of fixing the people she loves even though she doesn't believe they're broken which makes it really really hard to be a person that she loves i think the first thing that has to be said is there has not been any work on her side of the street she has done no work of any sort to to clean up her side why do you expect her to be any different 
than she's always been. Well, I guess I don't. I, I don't. I, I'm not surprised by okay. her reaction. Now, right, three or four years ago, I would have been. That, that would have been, I would have had to convince her that it was none of her business and there was nothing she could do about it anyways. And, right, we would have spent an hour on the phone instead of talking about the kids and go, them going to school and me coming up to visit and her life. and my, it's, Instead of talking about the things that we had to do with us, the things that we wanted, the good things, we would have spent an hour going back and forth with each other with me trying to convince her to believe my way, to see things my way. And thanks to my recovery, I'm able to say, yes, this is my mother. And yes, I love her. And yes, she is driving herself crazy trying to control things that she has absolutely no control over and worrying about things that she has absolutely no control over. But there's nothing I I have no control over that. Right. So I can do what she's doing and drive myself crazy trying to control her, trying to fix her, trying to make her not worry about other people. Or I can live in my recovery and I can detach from this and I can say, hey, look, I love you. Let's talk about the kids. Let's talk about you. Let's talk about work. But if you need to talk about this party that we don't even have a date for and we don't have it, nobody's even been invited, right? things that haven't even happened yet, then I'll just get off the phone. And it went fine. I mean, it went, went great. It ended up being amazing. And that was, that would not have happened three years ago without my, my work. Um, so I don't expect her to be any different, thankfully. That doesn't mean it doesn't, I guess that doesn't mean it doesn't hurt, right? right? It sucks to see the people we love fall into patterns that they can't pull themselves out of. It's hard. And they won't let us help them out. Right. It's hard when we have this roadmap to be able to find the destination and we can't literally pick their car up or pick them up and put them on the the straight path to it. It's kind of crazy as I sit here listening. Absolutely, we can't do that. And isn't that just what my mom's trying to do? Yeah. She just wants everything to be perfect for her grandson's first birthday And having grandma and grandpa there when they look back at the pictures is perfect. So, right, she has the best of intentions and and she wants, she, in her mind, has this idea of what perfect is and she's trying to help them. But again, I have to worry about me and my recovery. And Um, what she thinks is perfect, your sister might not think is perfect. Right. Right. And it's absolutely. And that's, you know, part of what I've always wanted with my mom has been let me make what I think is perfect. It's not about what anyone else thinks is perfect. And it's kind right. of like I've been fighting to get my what I wanted, what I needed, where the life I wanted to live and get, you know, kind of own it. My mom wanted to own it for me. She wanted it to be what she wanted it to be. And it, that's a battle. It's a, it's, a, it's a weight to carry. And then when we finally get to a point, which I think is, you know, what you're, where you're at, what I'm, you know, what we're saying is when we finally get to that point, we just don't care what anyone else thinks. And I'm not worried about my life, what, what I think should be perfect. Right. Or what we think someone else thinks we should do. Right. 
God, how many questions are there in that, right? I think someone else thinks I should do, wow. Yeah. Crazy. And instead of just living in the moment, one of the things, I had this huge birthday party for Dylan's first birthday. My dad went all out. We rented a, a conference room in a hotel. And, you know, I can't tell you what he looked like after he got to his first birthday cake. I can, I can tell you what it looks like from a picture. But I was so worried about everybody else and what this party looked like for everybody else. Yep. That I missed that. And it's such yeah. a small aspect of their lives. But there's nothing funnier than a seeing this one-year-old diving into his cake head first. <laughs> right? Or like, ew, this is messy, but ooh, I want to touch it. You know, like that whole, like, I don't know what it was like. I don't, I mean, I see pictures where he had cake all of his face. I don't know if he did that or somebody else did it. And I missed so many moments. And maybe that's where I'm, the, you know, I get wrapped up in this guilt is because I feel like I missed a lot of moments. But in his memory, you didn't miss that moment. Exactly. And you know, it's crazy that you say that because it's not crazy. It's it's higher power that you say that because my oldest daughter's first birthday, I went all out. Yep. I demanded that my mother and my father, who very similar, hadn't been in the same room in like 20 years. I demanded that they both be there. That was actually the very first time they were both in the same room since they divorced um i spent god i must have spent weeks stressing about this because my dad and his side of the family and my mom and her side of the family and i was only having one party and they were all going to be there or they weren't going to show up and i was so worried and i was so stressed and i went all out for this party and a lot of people didn't show up simply because of the tension that they were worried was going to be there. Yeah. Right. So a lot of people on both sides of the family that would have come had it been just that side didn't show. But the important people, right. My dad was there. My stepdad was there. My mom was there. Um, the close aunts and uncles, grandparents were all there. It was just this tension filled, stress filled, I remember every time my dad and my stepdad would get within 10 feet of each other, I would have to make sure I was right there. I would have to make sure somebody safe was there to mediate. And mm. every time my mom would approach my dad, I would I would make sure somebody safe would pop in. So like certain people were watching my mom and certain people were watching my dad and they would report back to me if there was any issue. And then I would go pop in and I would resolve the issue. I don't remember anything. I remember her eating her cake. That's that's right. I remember her opening her gifts. But other than those things, I don't remember any positive things about her first birthday um, that didn't revolve around right seeing her eat her cake because I, I I was able right. I made sh I I put that foremost. I was right in front taking the pictures. Um, but but other than that, I. I don't, there wasn't much positive. And then for my son and my youngest daughter, we did not make a big deal out of their first birthdays. Yep. Like there was maybe five or six people extra at their first birthdays. I'd invite, right, certain people that got along with everybody um, and not anything huge. I never rented a space or anything like that. So, and they both turned out amazing, right? Their <laughs> first birthdays were amazing all the way right. across the board for both of them. 
that's so funny because that's what I did with my second. Like, it was at home, and my my parents pretty much hated each other up until the day Dylan was born. And that was the first conversation. I will. That is what I. One of the biggest things I remember about the day Dylan was born. My dad was actually in surgery, having his gallbladder out at the exact same time I was having Dylan. Um, my dad called the hospital room from recovery when he woke up, and I had just delivered, and my mom had to answer the phone. And that was the first conversation I remember that they actually had a conversation and. My mom was crying, my dad was crying, and she was telling him how beautiful he was and perfect and telling. So I'll never forget that. Like, that is one of the best, outside of my son being born that day, that is the other best gift I, I could have asked for. But, um, so when Dylan, Colin was one, my parents were getting, you know, not like best, best buds, but they could be in the same room together. And, right. um... So it was my parents, both my parents and my step-parents, and Mark, my ex-husband, and Dylan and, and myself. And that was it. And I was there front and center. I did not miss anything because there was nothing, like, it was not about anybody else other than I got to give Dylan the, or Colin the cake. I was there right front row. I didn't have to take pictures because I, you know, some my, my ex did it. Like, I was so... In the moment and just being able to watch that. And I didn't miss, I feel like I didn't miss the moments with Colin that I missed with Dylan. Because I was so, I was constantly playing, I guess, mediator. Or not even, no, I wouldn't say that. I was, I don't know, I just wasn't, I just wasn't present in in my life. In his life. But that doesn't mean I wasn't a good mom and it doesn't mean I wasn't, attentive or anything like that I just wasn't in the moment as much with him well yeah I mean gosh so I look at destiny who is again destiny is 20 Jebediah is almost 18 and then Cameron is 11 and I have been in CODA for a couple of years now so I've been in recovery I've been searching and growing and focusing on my mental health for several a few like five plus years right so for Destiny, she was already 15, 16 years old when I started examining myself. I was not in the present moment with her at all. Actually, my goal with parenting her, and I used to say this a lot, I am raising a healthy, happy, productive adult. I did not parent her as though I was raising a child, which sadly, very, very sadly for her, meant there wasn't a whole lot of tenderness. Mm-hmm. Um, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of hugs. I tried really hard to be a safe place. Um, I, I always talked to her. I always, she, I never shared secrets, she, right? She, could right. Tr- she can't trust me. I, I believe she knows that. But there wasn't, there was a whole lot of suck it up, buttercup. You know what I mean? There was a whole lot of, you didn't win because you weren't out there doing your best or you didn't get the best grade. And I know you're sad that you didn't get the best grade, but that's because you didn't practice and you didn't study. And there wasn't a whole lot of tenderness and she missed out on that. I wasn't present in the moment. I was worried about her future. Yes. Uh, And with Jebba, it was the same way up until the, the last couple of years. And he's commented several times on it. Like, 
mom, you really pushed sissy this way and you're not pushing me like that. And I really appreciate that. I feel like I can be myself and I know she didn't feel that way. And when he says stuff like that to me, I'm very happy. Now, Cameron is only 11, which means the majority of her growing life, she is going to have a very, very different experience with me than what her siblings have. Yeah. Uh, Right? She gets a lot of, well, why do you feel that way? And what can we do about it? And what feels right to you? And she gets a lot more of the tenderness and the, I am emotionally stable. I am emotionally mature and she is emotionally immature. So my job is not to control her. My job is to teach her how to feel her feelings without reacting in an intense manner. And with her, I'm a lot more present. I can hear the stories and I can, I can listen and, and respond and not react. And I don't know, it's just, it just makes such a difference. And you, the parenting styles are just so different. And thankfully, recovery has given me the ability to say to my older two children who bring it, my son is, he does this a lot, who say, well, you weren't like that with me. When I was that age, I got this and this. And recovery has given me the ability to say, you're right, I wasn't like that with you. And I really wish that I had the knowledge then that I have now so I could have been like that with you. Thankfully, I'm learning and I'm growing and I can be like that with you now. Do you need me to apologize? I'm really sorry. I love you. It's given me the ability to own that. Yes, I gave him the best I could at the time. However, it wasn't the absolute best that there was out there. Dylan actually made a comment to Colin. Colin said something and Dylan made a comment. He's like, Colin, you don't realize how lucky you are. He goes, because you have it so much easier than I had it. Your dad was extremely hard on me, you know, and he's shared stories with Colin. And he's like, and mom was hard on me. Like there was these expectations And I did. I had these, you mentioned, it was like all, everything was focused on his future. You know, get good grades and you're going to this and right. I mean, he's, sorry, molding him, say it, I've been molding him to be, you know, he said, but at a young age, like every kid does, I want to be a doctor. And I did everything I could to keep him, you know, help him through that path. Yes. My daughter said psychologist and I pushed from then on. Yep. Exactly. He said, you know, Dylan said to Colin, you don't realize how lucky you have it, how good you have it, how lucky you are. Because Colin tells me the other day, I got three B's on my report card. One of them's in my AP class. One of them's, okay. I was like, okay. I know you can, you know, I know you can get an A, but, if you, you know, if you're good with the B, then okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm just like, it's hard to believe that I'm the same person. Like, I'm, like, I don't even sound the same. Like, to be able to say that and not put that pressure on my kid. You should be getting A's and you can get A's. And, I mean, this is the kid that got, like, a 16, no, 15, I don't know. He's in the, like, 98th percentile in his SAT scores. And he's yep. got some B's. So he's not a stupid kid. Like, obviously, he's got B's, A's, B, but, right? But I'm, like... You know, you, you could, you could get A's if you wanted to, but if you're okay with the B's, then you're okay with the B's. Well, so right when, when Destiny, my oldest was a senior, 
I, I, she wanted to do half day classes and I would not allow it. I went to the school. I forced her to take college classes during her senior year and she was miserable. She hated it. She wanted to graduate early and I wouldn't let her because what are you going to do? Sit at home for six months? No, I don't think so. You're not going to graduate in January and then wait until September to go. No, no, you could just finish your classes and take your college classes. And Jeva, on the other hand, he, he goes to school for two hours a day. Yeah. He's a senior. I'm like, yeah, whatever. You could have taken college classes, dude, but you don't want to. That's on you. Yep. It's very, very, and Cameron, it's even so different, right? She's 11. She'll be like, mm, I don't know if I'm going to go to college. And I'll be like, oh, that's cool. What are you going to do instead? And Destiny and Jen's jaw dropped. <laughs> I said that. You whooped me. Like, and, and I never really whooped them. I never, but, I wouldn't have whooped them for saying that, but I'd have probably yeah. lectured them about oh. how important college is, right? Let's be honest. They would have rather had you whip them than, than the lectures you would have come across. Because <laughs> I know I was, a, I'm a great lecturer, or I used to be a great lecturer. Now I don't lecture. Oh, I could go for hours. <laughs> oh, me too. God. I mean, I would go, I'd be like, you'd get the lecture the night before, then you'd get the lecture on the way to school, and... <laughs> And then after school, I'd be like, did you think about what we talked about? (laughs) Yes. Oh, God, yes. What is so nice to not being the same parent I was is I actually am am enjoying Colin. Like, we have a wonderful time together. We laugh together. We joke together. Like, I'm just overall a happier person because I'm not taking life as a whole so as serious as I used to. I'm just enjoying it. I'm taking myself less serious. And so that means I can take everything else. You know, I can just be lighter about everything else. And I think that's what's made it these 14 days. It's just been able to make it that because it's like, I'm just... Just living life on life's terms. Exactly. Taking it as it comes and doing the best I have with what I can, best I can with what I have in this moment yep. and moving on to the next. That doesn't mean I'm going to, I'm going to have a good moment five minutes from now, but right, right now I'm worried about right now. Yeah. Yep. And that is the biggest thing I am grateful for in this whole process of all the work I've done on myself for myself, because I'm able to live in the moment. I'm able to enjoy right now now yeah not worry about what's gonna happen tomorrow or 10 minutes from now or or next year right i can just be here now yeah like i said this last couple weeks have been amazing i'm grateful for them by the time the next time we talk i will be home which i'm gonna be so again i'm gonna be glad i'm gonna be glad to be back to a normal kind of routine um for me it's gonna be getting busy at work so I expect that will be a conversation here in the next few weeks, trying to find a healthy boundary with work because the next month and a half are going to be extremely busy for me and I get really tired, 15 hour days and weekends. Um, so I, I struggle usually a lot at this time of the year being trying to stay in the moment and trying to be not being kind of angry and resentful to my job that's taking up so much of my time. You know, I'm, um, the first couple months of the year are always a blur. Um, so I, I expect those to be a com- that to be a conversation here in the next couple of weeks. So, <laughs> well, we'll definitely get to it for sure. I mean, uh, I know the last couple of weeks here, it's it's always nice to 
I love the holidays. It's nice to see family. It's nice to be around people. Um, it's nice to have some time off of work and the kids off of school. And at the same time, it's very, very nice to get back to normal routine, yes. back home, back to work, even when work is busy, right? I know for me, busy time comes usually March, April time is when we, I really start to get very busy when these puppies get a little bit older. But it's nice to get back at the exact same time. Tomorrow is January 3rd. Tomorrow our first podcast officially comes out. Tomorrow night at 9.18 Eastern Standard Time. So very excited about that. Um, I know I'm we, excited. Right? We're, this is podcast um, four. So we are about, we recorded a month early to be able to have them on kind of on deck. So there is a lapse. If So you're hearing New Year's and Christmas, everyone. That's why. Um, so yes, so tomorrow the first one comes out and I'm very excited and I can't wait. Yay. Yay. I know I'm, I'm, I'm excited to hear it and see how it all plays out. I can't wait to see where this all ends up. Me too. Me too. I have listened to these podcasts a billion times editing them. Um, (laughs) but I must say, and this is how, like, I must say we're very interesting. (laughs) (laughs) I love listening to us. (laughs) Me too. I'm like, dang, wow. And I forget, I forget to edit sometimes. Like I, that's why I have to listen to it so many times because I end up getting, I end up listening and then I'm like, oh, like listening and not editing. (laughs) Right. So, all right. Well, have a great week and I will talk to you next week, Ashley. Sounds amazing, Don. Have a wonderful, wonderful week, and I will talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We would like to thank you for joining us on this journey of self-discovery. Visit the Work It website at workityouareworthit.com to submit your questions and topics for future episodes. And remember, work it because you are worth it. I will find you, you will ask, what will you do when they find me? I will find you, give the answer to your question, what will I do when I find you? I don't have to think, I don't have to prepare myself. Say